For your listening pleasure, reaching for the bars. Ooh, that was really good. Live. That was it's nice. so good to have it live. That made it feel good. It's better than recorded. All right, I forget what I said about Andrew on the first take, but our, the, something about being awesome. Our awesome executive executive producer, producer <laughs> Andrew. Today we have Caleb as per usual, but today we have a very special guest. Uh, Mabry's not here today, but we have Mr. Adam Mauser. You say hi to everybody, Adam. Hello, everyone. That's the a, voice of the intro. It's a good voice. Yeah, the voice of our intro and also the banjo from our intro. It is the banjo. Yep, yeah, that was, uh, that was, so every banjo, every time you listen to the so episode. we have the banjo sitting here. Yeah, we have the live. banjo. The best part of that intro. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Mabry is away for the long weekend. So we planned on having Adam in here with all of us. And then Mabry was like, oh yeah, I'm leaving. So we kept Adam. Surprise He's going to sit in for Mabry, but we're also going to have Adam back for another episode when Mabry's back. So we can, we can enjoy that. Um, I'm going to... Right off the bat, because I'm sure Adam's kids are going to listen to this, maybe, because he's on it. We're going to do the, uh, it depends on how it goes, but the Nate Bargetsy rule is going to be in effect, so no cussing. Me and Andrew are A-list cuss words. It's true. Adam also doesn't curse like Caleb a lot, so they are on B-list cuss words. Adam, the basically the way it works is if you say a word that we deem to be a B-list, <laughs> we vote on it. We deem? You? We, no, no, we no, no, vote no. on now, it. And now maybe has gone. So, but we, the three of us will vote on it. So if you say, you know, G. Willikers, and we're like, ooh, I don't know about G. Willikers, we're going to have to vote on it. And if we vote that it's it's a B-list, then it's a B-list. So okay. Excellent. There's for, really not a science to it. Um, for example, I was trying to use an anatomical like body part name, and I'm like, not going to say look. it. And yeah, like, and they're like, oh, you got to drink for that. It's in an anatomy and physiology textbook. I did not have to drink for that. But he did have to drink for it. Did you? The first time. Yeah, the first and then time. We said, and then we said the next couple times. That yeah, we we're, uh, we're, you know, the goal is to just make everybody drink as quickly as possible. <laughs> um, so today we have, so we're going to, Adam's going to talk a little bit about himself. We, uh, and and uh, just to introduce himself because he's going to be here a couple times. Then we're going to play, if you've not seen Adam in person. He has a glorious mustache, and now also <laughs> Caleb has a glorious mustache, and yes. me and a- or me and Andrew are just dummies over here with yeah, no mustaches. That's true. Um, but we're going to learn about famous mustaches in history on today's episode. Caleb's, we are going to have Caleb's cool content, yep. right? Yeah, is that right? I got the top top forty mustaches in the the top forty in the history. We don't have to go through all forty. Oh, I, I need to know all forty for sure. Some of them I've never heard of, so I mean, but we'll go through. Um, so. First, let's kick it off with um, Adam can tell us a little about anything you want. And if there's anything that's classified, I want to know about it. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing you can talk about specifically. I want to know about it. If there's something that... Yeah, we'll just cut that part out. If you have to kill us, if you tell us, <laughs> I want to know that stuff first. Yeah. Okay. But you're going to have to kill all three of us. Yeah. As long as we're live, I can do that. Yeah. 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 Just, uh, I'm just going to bring up Instagram live for... <laughs> for <laughs> <laughs> it's like, anyway, I killed that guy. <laughs> All right. All right, I got Adam's. Uh, I never sent this to you guys, but I have Adam's. Uh, oh, what do you call this? His resume. It's a bio. One sheet. A bio. Yeah, it's yeah, not a resume. Um, 
but we should probably pass this picture around. His, so, his case file? Yeah. <laughs> Look at Adam with Adam mustache. He's not dead. Oh, man. This is unbelievable. Look at he that. He looks... Oh, man. This is the president of the United States. He yeah. looks like... Yeah, you look like a politician. This is, this is why we brought you on, because Adam is running... <laughs> no, <laughs> not ever. Not ever. Are you sure? I think you would do really 24. well with this. Like we, we break the news. It's like a local, his vice yeah, local, yeah. local podcast with 40 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Breaks news on new how, presidential how candidate. You, how did you announce your presidential, presidential candidacy on Reaching for the Bars podcast? Everybody's, Clearly. Everybody's like, who is that? They're like, you know, you got to listen. They're like, I'm not going to listen. You're like, okay, well, I'm going to be president. All right, sorry. So go ahead. A lot of this is me interrupting, just in case you haven't yeah. followed the episode. Okay. No, I'm, <laughs> okay, go, so I'm familiar. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, so uh, married to Jennifer, yep. uh, father of seven kids. Um, I uh, was in the army for about twenty years and uh, work for the army still as a department of the army civilian. I uh, grew up mean? in Ohio. What's that? What's that mean? Department that, of Army. That means uh, there are there are uh, military folks that are in the Army or Armed Services. There are contractors that uh, that provide services. Yeah, to provide them. specific services under a contract. And then there's the civilian workforce that um, they're they're called GS employees or general schedule employees. And what they do is uh, work that's defined by a position description and. Uh, you huh. know, they work directly for the army. In this okay. Case. Okay. Interesting. Sorry. Not to interrupt you. Keep and, going. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, uh, so I met you all through the gym, uh, mm-hmm. CrossFit and Big Right, the best CrossFit gym in America right now. That's a good plug. <laughs> that's a good yeah, plug. Right? In America. Is, that was. In America. That was yeah. intense. I like it. That includes like North, it. South America and Central. You hear that, Canada? <laughs> <laughs> Mexico? <laughs> Don't be bringing that crap up here. <laughs> So, uh, so anyway, met the guys a couple years ago when he first started coming to the gym, but right. I'd gone, uh, this is the third iteration of that uh, group of people that, uh, so I've been going there for a while, but, uh, you know, got to know you guys and, mm-hmm. uh, and got to, uh, appreciate your friendship. So how long, how long were you doing CrossFit or have you been doing CrossFit? Uh, like at that gym, at this gym and doing CrossFit things, yeah. uh, since about 2017. 2017. Yeah. So were you were there when, so obviously Kat, Jeremy and Dusty are the owners now. And mm-hmm. then it was Scott. Were you there for the guy before Scott? Yeah. Oh, you were there before that. Wow. Is that okay. one of Zyphos? Is yeah. That Zyphos? Yeah. 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 That's what I think. I still see a few. Do you have one of the CrossFit Zyphos? Yep. Okay. That shirt say, held up for some reason. I was about to say, so I still, I still see a few of those shirts in the gym sometimes. Yeah, every I'm once like, in a while. Yeah. I just wore it the other day. It's like, it still holds up. That's the guy that put the, uh, the, whatever you call that, the, the, what is that? The stuff? obstacle the course. The obstacle course, yeah. yeah, yeah. I couldn't oh, he that. put all that stuff he's, back He's there? the guy that put yeah. that stuff in there, yeah. That's yeah. a pretty legit obstacle course. It is. It's good stuff. And you know, it's held up. Yeah, you yeah. know who's, you know, I, I never want to do it because I'm terrified of, of, no, of watching people do it. Like, oh. I can't watch because it'll be like, you guys did it one Saturday morning. Yeah. And there was a, oh, yeah. a lady that was going to, cl- I forget who it was. She was going to climb over the wall and everybody's like motivating her. I was like, uh, this is different than like hit that clean because- <laughs> Because if she can't do this, it's a problem. Like if she goes like she, yeah, she's at the top and she made it to the ground really quick. She's <laughs> definitely on the ground. So I try to, they'll be like, Dusty will be like, should we do the house? Of course, like, absolutely not. No, let's not do that. It's terrible. It's, terrible yeah. idea. Um, so the you risk rewards. What's that? The risk rewards yeah, are terrible. It's, not, it's pretty, pretty bad ratio there. So you were in, you were active duty for 20 years. Yeah. Active duty. So when did you start? What was your start? 1989. Here? 1989. Yeah. Okay. Where, where all have you traveled? Like, where were you? 
So, uh, so my first eight years in the army were, I was an infantry guy. So, um, you know, what do you think of when you think of an army guy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I did, uh, I was like a rifleman, an anti-tank gunner, a sniper, Whoa. um, sniper. a squad leader, a team leader. So all those different types of jobs I had did that up at uh 10th mountain division up at Fort drum, New York, uh, then moved to uh, DC. Um, and I was in the old guard, the old guard does, um, Funerals and ceremonies oh, in yeah. the Washington D.C. area, the Tomb okay. of the Unknowns, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Continental Color Guard, the drill team, all that sort of thing. Um, ton of funerals. It was uh, that was that was interesting work. It was really rewarding. Um, and then uh, applied for flight school. Went to flight school and flew the rest of my time. Uh, and uh, applied for this uh, the the Army after after you do a certain amount of time as a uh, as an operational pilot uh, mm-hmm. as a Black Hawk guy you can apply for this thing called Naval Test Pilot School to be an experimental test pilot. Whoa. So that's what I did for my last um, eight years in the Army, and then I did it several years as a as a civilian. Wow. So it's, you were testing things that they're working out, basically? Like yeah. Like trying to figure out? Are you trying to tell us that you tested UFOs? No, I did not. Okay. Redacted. <laughs> redacted. Redact that. <laughs> they, they had to be identified so they wouldn't be UFOs. Oh, yeah. He so flew definitely space. He, he flew identified <laughs> objects. Yeah. So it'd, it'd be hard to fly him if you couldn't find him. So, <laughs> so if they made like an adjustment to an already used aircraft, like maybe they put in a different engine or different, you would you would test that for them, right? Before they released it to the uh, military and everything. Before they released it to operational pilots. Yeah. Okay. And so, so, like new aircraft, new starts. You add a new engine. You. Uh, one of the projects I worked on was a fly-by-wire version of the Black Hawk, um, and so that was like a eight-year ordeal. Uh, never got fielded. It never got finished. But we finished out the research and development end of it of the Whoa. flight control walls to, to wow. finish that out. That's that's was, just crazy. Wasn't there like the super secret Black Hawk that they used for Osama bin Laden? No. Oh, okay. No. Redacted. <laughs> <laughs> How do you put a black Sharpie marker over, over that sentence? <laughs> Adam's like, Adam's like, no. Yeah. So you, no. so technically you got to fly stuff before any pilots in the military flew it is basically what was like. So there, if there was a new aircraft, they'd put you in to test it. And then, and then if you, and then if it passed all the testing, then they would release it to, to general pilots. I don't know what well, you'd say. I think, I think he was probably testing modifications that they made to already existing aircrafts. It sounds like. And then after they made those, modifications and they said that they're safe or deemed worthy of like improvement, Hmm. they would release it to the general pilots. It depends. So the, the way the acquisition process works is you, um, like right now I'm a assistant product manager. So I've changed jobs, Hmm. not doing testing anymore, but what we're doing is a new build aircraft and the new build aircraft, like clean sheet design, and the, the way the, the process works is we go to industry, the Army, and say, well, we want a new aircraft that does this. And um, contractors would, um, like uh, Boeing or Sikorsky or Bell or whoever it is, yeah, uh, Lockheed Martin, okay, yeah. they design this aircraft. And then what they do is they offer it up. Now, they're test pilots. A lot of my friends go on to work at those kinds of places, OEMs, original equipment manufacturers. So they, they go and do the, that same job, but they just do it over there. And then eventually you get to the point where the it's called developmental test, DT. And what they do is the, the, the Army version of this, they, they take it and they say, okay, well, we need to define the envelope. 
for the aircraft. We need to uh, define the performance characteristics. We need to do all these things, uh, do a load survey, um, which defines how long parts are good for and what the available envelope is for the, the aircraft to be flown in. All of that stuff gets done over a, like a five, eight year period. And then there are two documents that get produced by the organization I used to work for. One is an airworthiness document, and we would write some of the stuff that would go in that airworthiness document that says operational guys can go fly it in the following manner with these limitations. And a system safety document that says uh, it's, it, it defines uh, that it's okay and acceptable for an operational unit to get these aircraft and go fly. Whoa. Okay. That's one of the most interesting jobs I've ever heard of. That's pretty cool. I mean, That's pretty cool. It's yeah. not it's as something. exciting as it sounds. I'll tell you what. There, every once in a while, there's an, a very exciting things happen that are unexpected that you don't want to happen. It's something I call uh, paper worthy because you're going to, after that, and as long as nothing else I mean, happens, yeah, you're going to write some papers and you're going to present that at professional forums. Like, okay, here we were. Here's what we were trying to do. Because yeah. every button you push, every lever you adjust, you, you want to know what it's going to do, yeah. and it should do that every time, but sometimes... It doesn't do that. It thing. does not. Oh my and God. so every once in a while, I have paper-worthy issues. Uh, if I press this button, what, it should shoot this gun. <laughs> that's something only only people with fabulous mustaches would do. That's right, yeah. Is that a requirement for that job? <laughs> it's like, Actually, it's not. No. It's not? Well, it, I think you might should write a paper is, about that. It is encouraged, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's fair. It's a me. It's, it's a me. <laughs> No, I was trying to tell you that I didn't like this flavor. Oh, is that what you were saying? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. See how he is, Adam? Yeah. You didn't believe I it, did this, you? You see this guy? <laughs> what? What are now, you talking about? It's all becoming very, clear. <laughs> he is very picky. He's like, oh, I do you don't like strawberry that, kiwi? That's yeah, why do he does that. the voice. That's why you got to do the voice. I'll turn it off. I'll turn it off right now. Turn what off? Everything. Why? Did we just learn so much interesting stuff? So. What is that? Did you, did you listen? You. To the, did you listen right, to the episode right. where Andrew left and I talked in his voice, the, like for five minutes while he was in the bathroom? No, I did. I missed that one. <laughs> I was just I was answering a question as if I were Andrew, <laughs> and also talking. I think about we were talking about states or something. Who knows? And you're like, oh, Alaska was found in 1959. So Andrew obviously knows things, like especially about like states and stuff, because he's <laughs> he did, yeah, it, uh, yeah. So he'll come out and he'll like, just, who's he'll smarter be, than you about states? He, not Mabry. That yeah. was BS. We all know. Did Mabry beat you? Yeah, because Dustin gave him a four point answer. Did I? Yeah, uh, it sounds I was like the me. one. I was <laughs> the yeah, one leading does. that one. Thank you. Was that the one where I really didn't want you to win? It was the state. Yeah, yeah sounds... I thought we were talking the state slogans, and I yeah, and I was beat winning. You. I did that one. That was mine, and he beat you fair and square. So I don't remember. You just uh, just take the L. Hey, <laughs> you're fine. But but Andrew will always drop in like when he's answering a question, something that's like just general trivia, yeah. and he'll be like, "Let you know." He'll be like, you know, it'll be like, "Can you beat this animal in a fight?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, since Hawaii was a state, and uh, and they hadn't brought those animals in yet, it must be and yes." I could beat Stalin that. was a good leader. <laughs> Let me tell you who a good leader is. <laughs> you're like, don't say it, Andrew. <laughs> um. So, getting back on the topic of Adam. We're going to know all about Adam. Yeah. As much as we can know, that doesn't have to be redacted. That doesn't have to be redacted. That we don't have to be killed for. Um, do, you, do you know stuff that you have to kill us for? No. He can't answer that question. Yeah, he can't moment. even answer He definitely can't. If you, dude, just to be honest, if we, we could have anybody in here. We could have like a Black Ops Navy SEAL. And if we're like, do you know anything that you'd have to kill us for? He'd be like, no. But yes. Like, <laughs> like, come on. Come on. There was a guy at the old gym I used to go to. He was... Um, 
he actually passed away recently, but one of the coolest guys I ever met, he was, uh, we called him Tin Man. He was this old dude. He was in his, no, nah, he's not old, but he was old to me, but he was in his sixties when I knew him, mm-hmm. but he would, he was a power lifter and he would regularly pull 650 pounds like deadlift. And he would be like, yeah, I think I'm going to bulk up. And he was like psychotic. Like he would scream at people across the gym. Like think about Jeremy, but wanting to make people cry. Like oh, he, he wanted to insult you mm-hmm. and then wanted to see you cry and then never apologize. He would be like, I mean, he would say stuff to that's people that, that's like, that as a coach, toughness. as a coach, I'd walk up to him and be like, dude, you cannot say that. To <laughs> and he was like, he's like, all right, well, I'm not going to apologize. And I was like, yeah, nobody thought you were going to apologize. <laughs> um, but he was like, he was in some branch of the military that he would never tell us. And then he was like, I was like, where were you stationed? And I was, he's like, I can't tell you where I was stationed. And I was like, what do you mean? You can't tell me. He's like, we'd, where I was, you, we weren't supposed to be there. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> you definitely could murder me. And he's like, oh yeah. He's <laughs> like, it would, but he would drink in the gym. He'd be like, it's bulking season. And he would drink straight olive oil out of the bottle. Cause he's like, it's the only way to get calories. He's like, I need calories. I was I like, there's fats. I was That's like, dude, disgusting. there are <laughs> way gross. more ways to get calories than drink olive oil. More delicious too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's like, but I, it keeps me super regular, which is important. I was like, that is, this that's, is the I most disgusting <laughs> conversation I've ever had. You drink too much. You're yeah. going to be irregular. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> drink that. Your mouth would just be like so oily. He would be, time. and he'd be sweating. Like this It's kind of like, <laughs> Oh, I hate thinking about it. Smell like an Italian restaurant. Spit in a pan and make eggs in it. People walk up like, boy, you smell like a dirty Italian. It's like, you can't say that. People walk spaghetti in here. People walk up here. Is this Olive Garden or Crossing Chip? Can I get some breadsticks over here? Oh, now we're talking. I must have that delicious salad. You want some unlimited salad and breadsticks? I did a metric century one cycling, and it was called the All You Can Eat Century. And obviously, I know what a metric century is, but for the people that don't know, what is it? Six one hundred meters. Hundred, yeah, it's hundred kilometers. A hundred meters. Yeah, I could do that. So it's a hundred kilometers, but they had like these stations, and it was called the All You Can Eat, and each one was like a buffet of food that you ate. We should do that with CrossFit. So explain what you want. You want to eat basically just eat a bunch of food right after every. Everywhere. <laughs> you, so you want to throw up? Yeah, sure. So but. we we're gonna get back to Adam in a second, but I have something <laughs> to add to that. One one. What? Oh, I, thought, I thought I thought you were about I to thought you were about to shotgun that. I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, let's get this part <laughs> So for the record, everybody, Adam pulled his keys over and did something to do with a can, and we were like, oh my god! That's why I stopped talking. I saw the keys out. I was he like, couldn't. what just happened? He probably his fingernails are too short. He probably could have it. If you did that nonchalant, I think I would have been like, I can't even. I don't <laughs> this podcast is so, over. So to be We're clear, going home. So to be clear, you're a you're a crazy fighter pilot dude, and then you just shotgunned an Oasis drink, <laughs> like like didn't even tell anybody. Did you imagine shotgunning an Oasis? Like he just, he just pulls a beer know. bong out from underneath the table. <laughs> 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 you should do that. He we like, should start. Come on. You're, you're talking to me. He like nudges me. He's like, hold this for me. <laughs> you're tall. <laughs> you, did you say we should do that? Yeah, we should get a beer bomb. And, th- and what? Do Why? it? Yeah. Why not? Every week this gets, this, this has turned yeah. out. Yeah, you could do it down there and have a two-story beer bomb. Oh my god! Two story. That seems Dude, like that's some, that seems like setting. somebody should do it. That's like just got out of college recently. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not somebody, do it. Yeah, you. I'm sure you would. I'll do it. Would you do an oasis? That was the one time like I blacked out as I did shotgun or or I did a, a beer uh, thingy, whatever of like beer bong. Yeah, beer bong with um, what do they call it? Like hunch punch. It's just like a conglomerate of bourbon. And, Is it like a gin bucket? Yeah, something. Like it's that. just a mixture of mixture stuff. Of bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like liquor and stuff. 
That was, the one, that was the one time. I, I was doing beer bongs. No, 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 no. So you beer bonged yeah. alcohol. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't you deserve whatever idea. happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds just, like trouble. My sister, when I, I was mean, when I was in high school, we had a party. My parents were gone, and my sister was supposed to be watching us. So I was in. I was maybe seventeen, and my sister was six years older than me. So obviously, she was into her twenties. And uh, for the math illiterate people. Um, and so we were out in the garage. She had friends at, at the house, at my parents' house, and they were inside the house. And we were just kind of like setting up shop in the garage. And so we were in high school and my parents are gone. So we are like g- getting it. Like we're getting drunk. And so we have a beer bong and like we're drinking beer bongs. And my sister opens a door and everybody freezes. Everybody freezes. Like my friend's got his thumb over the beer bong hole oh, and he man. stops and he's like looking at my sister and, he, and I'm gonna, I can't say it because this is a Nate Bargetti rule. She said, she looks at us. She's like, you guys are a bunch of peas. The, you know, you imagine what that is, that curse word. Um, I'll tell you off air. Anyway. Like the, like the anatomical. Yes, correct. Yeah, so she comes it. out. Pistachios? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> so she comes out. She comes out. She takes the beer bong from my friend. She pours an additional beer on top of oh, it. Oh, snap. And then she beer bongs it. Drops it on the ground and walks back inside. So, and all my friends looked at me. She was like, they were like, what is your sister? And I was like, I didn't know that she, <laughs> I didn't know she could do that. I had no idea. I mean, it was like, that was like one of those legendary stories that my friends from high school used to be like, remember that time yeah. your sister who was 115 pounds came out and showed us how to drink? And I was like, yeah, I remember. So, yeah. Did. Um, so what were we talking about? Beer bongs? Adam um, so how many beer bongs would you do before you tested a plane? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, None. no more than no None. more than two. I can't think of a more important job to not drink. <laughs> maybe school bus driver. I mean, maybe surgeon. Oh, geez. School bus. You went there. Wait, is like, that not- surgeon was fine, but now we're talking about a bunch of dead kids. Who said, well, I said they shouldn't drink. Yeah, he said they shouldn't drink. Not should. Not should. A surgeon shouldn't either. Well, I don't, as long as it's not my surgeon, I guess they can drink. They probably are. I was going to say, I watch House that... That guy's high on something all the time. So, so, so um, Adam, I'm going to get back on Adam, and then we can get yeah. into the mustache. So, you've been technically working for the military. So, you were active duty for 20 years, mm-hmm. and then you still work technically for the for the army. Yeah. So, how many years is it total? 32. Whew. Okay, wow. so 32. So, 32 years. It doesn't have to be the most, but like, do you have any like cool like things that really stick out in your mind over 32 years of service mm-hmm. that I'd be interested in hearing? First time. That's all I can tell you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like you, um, you know, you grow up and you absorb the news and you read the news. And sure. this is before internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so newspapers, that's where you got most of your news and TV. And that was the first time that I, after seeing what I saw there and doing what we did, mm-hmm. that you, you get a clear picture that there's an agenda that those guys have that isn't commensurate with what is actually happening. Gotcha. Uh, there were several missions that we did and we have reporters that traveled along. Okay. Uh, with us. And, uh, you know, two, three weeks later we get the newspapers like the LA times, New York times, we get that shipped over to us mm-hmm. and you're reading it and you're like, this is not what happened. This is not even close to what happened. <laughs> and so, uh, just a distrust of, um, that uh, that uh, the news. So clearly, we like that happens now, but it's easier. It's easier for people to get that news, right? Like because like, yeah, internet. It's and, so like, yeah. but and you it's guys quicker had to that, disseminate bad but, stuff. But, too. Yeah, right. But you guys had that. Exp- so this to you, like recent times, is pretty much par for the course. Then yeah. they've been doing it for forever. It's just oh, yeah. it, it's just not as easily. Everyone. It wasn't as easy to get it back then because now you just open your phone and there's news articles 
immediately. Like you don't have to go search it. It yeah, just you pops don't. up on your phone. But there's also uh, an agenda to disseminate from the other side too. So there's, it's easier for anybody to have a new site. Yeah, you're right. So, that's uh, right. Yeah. so that's the other end of it. That's interesting. So you gotta, you just have to have a healthy dose, dose of skepticism. Would you say, and I'm not trying to, would you say that there was like <laughs> one, I just, I just thought IBB list coming up. No, I was going to, I was going <laughs> to ask him if there was like one newspaper or news source that you found that was actually honest about what you guys were doing or were they, they were all trying to push a certain agenda, a certain way or whatever it was. Uh, our news sources were extremely limited. We, New, LA okay. Times and New York Times, that was it. That's oh, all we okay. got. Okay. And that was, again, like a 10-day-ish, 10-day to two-week uh, delay yeah, oh, wow. that we would get it because it, you know, they yeah, literally yeah. shipped it to us. Right, yeah. So you, that makes sense. So you would go out and do what you were doing, and there'd be reporters that were like with you, yeah. and they were just like, we're going to hang out and follow you guys while you go, and you had to like, were you responsible for them? Uh, there were one or two missions that I was on that we were. Okay. And um, most of the time they behaved, and one time they didn't. And it... Good oh, luck. my God. Oh, now, gosh. we didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, sure, they sure, just sure. ran off and did their thing. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, it is a terrible yeah. idea. Because yeah. oh, we, we were yeah. their support yeah, and you, their security. So. You want to stick with your protection. Right. Because sure. we had guns, and they did not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, freeze, and they have their camera. <laughs> like, we don't care about that camera. That's crazy. That's super interesting. Huh. So another interesting thing, this is completely different. So this is test pilot world. Okay. Uh, f- that fly-by-wire Blackhawk I was on. What is fly-by-wire? Because I don't know. Yeah. So a typical aircraft, fly-by-iron, like Wright Brothers up to um, before they started doing fly-by-wire, is I move a control and I have mechanical okay. controls between me and lifting surfaces. If it's an airplane, there's uh, ailerons and elevators and okay. stuff that adjusts the, the camber of the wing to yeah. make it turn or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, fly-by-wire, I'm just going to talk in very general, basic terms. Yeah, yeah. explain Some, to me like I'm four years old. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen an Office episode <laughs> where um, Michael Scott tells Oscar to explain... Yeah, explain yeah. it to him like he's a like, like he's, he's a, five. Like, like he's five. five. Yeah. That's, you're, that's that's what you audience, need to do. Yeah. That's the audience you're dealing with here. So I adjust the inceptors or the controls, mm-hmm. and it feeds into it's an input into a computer. Okay, and the computer takes that my input and other inputs that are pre-programmed. Okay, and adjusts the lifting surfaces. Whoa. Okay. So there's a lot of trust between you and the flight control designer, the software gotcha. programmer that that did that. Um, and they are in general full authority systems. And so meaning that they can move the controls, they, the flight control computers can move the controls as much, if not more than the pilot can. So you're, you as a pilot are a voting member of what's going on in that. Oh, wow. So yes. Oh, okay. So it's almost like, it's like kind of like on autopilot, but you have some adjust, like you can make small adjustments to what's autopilot would be, it's a, that's an outer loop function that you could do for. For okay. fly by wire or any okay. aircraft, there, you have autopilots for um, you know for fly by iron. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, but fly by wire means and so I could use that function. It's called an outer loop. So inner loop is uh, I'm controlling it directly. Outer loop is there's some other stuff going on. Okay, okay. That yeah. way. And so um, I um, I'm I'm gonna I forget your question, but 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 to to take it a little bit further, that's the what's going on a fly by wire machine is I'm, I'm moving the controls, yep. but all I'm doing is inputting into something. Then there's a, gotcha. a computer that's modulating other okay. stuff. So you're kind of like you, you make an input and you're giving like, it's like a suggestion almost to the computer and the computer can either take it or it can. 
yeah. override you. And and most of the time, it it's not that. That sounds pretty bad. Yeah. That sounds real bad. Yeah. You're like, but, I'm going to go left. It's like, no, you're not. You're right, like, right into it. that plane. I'm like, sorry, Dave, yeah. if you've ever seen 2001. Yeah. So, so there was a time when, um, when we were uh, testing an aircraft. A friend of mine, he works down at a, an aircraft manufacturer, and we were testing this aircraft. And um, the thing wasn't working the way it was supposed to work. And we didn't see any trouble yet, but, um, so as he comes out of this turn, it was supposed to maintain airspeed during the 60, 60 degree bank turn. So I'm 60 degrees and, um, I was flying the clipboard. So I'm doing all the writing and, you know, we're saying this and doing that and I'm writing down some stuff and we're talking to telemetry, you know, just like you see on TV, like, you know, okay, we're going to roll out in three, two, one now. Yeah. And telemetry, a bunch of team of engineers with microphones and, screens and all that sort of thing they're they're writing stuff down and everyone's doing all their jobs and um and bill rolls out of the turn or he beeps out of the turn with a with a stick trim beep and uh, the stick is like back in his our our chest because both of the sticks are connected yeah sort of and uh i'm like what are you doing he goes i don't know I, this is as far if i go any further forward we're gonna we're gonna pitch over oh my god and so uh that was the first time where you have like there is nothing between me and the lifting surfaces, except for, you know, electrons, yeah. computers, software. <laughs> yeah. And that stuff can get wrong. You know, a computer programmer can program stuff in yeah. and have the wrong sign, like S-I-G-N, in, a, uh, in, his, in his code. Yeah. And it totally swaps. It makes everything backwards from what it is. And so I'm getting ready to push this button. We'd never pushed in flight, ever. We pushed it on the ground. Oh, it's like a To, like, turn thing. all this stuff out. And I'm about ready to push this button. And, uh, you know, I do the countdown. I'm like, okay, I'm going to push the button, the direct, degraded direct mode. And, um, as I'm reaching down to push the button, I was like, I hope this works. And that was the first time I'd ever thought that flying this aircraft for a couple of years, yeah, push the button. It all worked out. Okay. But it was, that was a paper worthy moment. Wrote a good paper about it, presented so several that's, different occasions. So that's what you're talking about when you're like, it's okay. That, yeah. I was getting nervous when you were just saying the story. It's like, I pushed that button and <laughs> like, dude, did you die? <laughs> I did. I'm a, I'm a ghost. Yeah. It, it was supposed to do this, but it ejected both of us out. We were, <laughs> that was like a men in, a men in black like, thing. It's like, I've never like push the riddle, little red yeah, button. That's interesting though. Like it's a different perspective. Cause you always think like electronic will always be more efficient or like mm-hmm. safer or in general, better, but, but that's a good point. If you, the programmers didn't do it right. I mean, if you, there's a lot of testing functions, you know, there's a lot going on. You got to do a lot more. Uh, And if you automate more things, you have to be aware of um, the operator that's going to use that has to account for that delta, that difference between uh, my attention normally and my attention with this automated feature. Okay. There's a whole bunch of studies on it, psychological studies. Yerkes Dotson is one of them, uh, where they, like your GPS. Mm-hmm. The old days, you didn't have a GPS and you'd pull out a map and say, I'm going to go here. And you right. think about your trip before you go on your trip. Right. Well, yeah. now you just, you just say it, Hey Siri, take me to wherever. Yeah. And you don't even think about where you're going to go. Well, when Siri fails or if Siri doesn't have the right information or you have improper input, yeah. you're then stuck. you're stuck. You really don't know where you are and you have to like dig yourself out and find right. out where you are first. I, when I tell you, I never in my brain thought that a pilot like moved a stick and it did and put input into like a computer. I just assumed like, you know, I turned left and the plane did its thing to, you know, cause my, the stick controlled that. That is the craziest thing that you have to rely on the computer. That's, that's taking that information and putting it out. So I have a question. Are there any, um, 
vehicles or or airplanes or helicopters that are still fly by iron. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a, still a lot of fly by iron, and that doesn't mean they don't have flight control computers that improve the handling qualities. Oh. Okay. So that still happens. Uh, there are not that many fly by wire aircraft uh, in the civil world. Okay. Airbus oh, does their airliners do oh, okay. um, uh, fly by wire aircraft. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. So and, and so there's a lot of mil- a lot of the military fighter jets. The way you the the way they can make these odd shapes fly. Um, like the F-117 and uh-huh. some of the other super secret fighters, bombers, that sort of thing. They have to do fly-by-wire because to make these things fly, you need computers in the loop to modulate to keep everything stable. Gotcha. Huh. Yeah. What is, uh, <clears throat> what is the fastest you've ever gone flying in a plane? Is that a dumb question? I'm excited no, to know. No. Okay, yeah, I want to know. It's just, so yeah, at it's TPS, just like uh, U.S. Naval <laughs> Test Pilot School, you had to look it up sometime. It's a, it's a, they got a pretty neat website and okay. a YouTube video. But uh, there are different curriculum at the Naval Test Pilot School. There's the, the fixed-wing curriculum. There's the system curriculum. So it's like straight engineers and non-flying folks okay. uh, that are active duty. And then there's the rotary wing, or we call it unrestricted aviation, because okay. we don't have to keep our speed up to keep lift. So, um, rotor wing curriculum. So the first flight that you have at the school, you go up and the rotor wing guys flying jets and the jet guys flying helicopters and the system guys just get kind of scattered around. And, uh, so I flew the fastest I ever flew was faster than the speed of sound <sighs> in a T 38, but it was as boring as going <laughs> from 50 to 55 on the highway. You wouldn't know it. There's nothing that happens. You just let your, you know, you push the thing forward and yeah. you see the little mock meter come up and you go faster than 1.0 and you're like, nothing. <sighs> wow. That's that's oh, crazy. That's, so you went faster than, so you broke the sound barrier? I Well, yeah, technically. <sighs> I went faster than the speed of sound. Oh my God. There's not, I mean, in the civilian world, there's not a whole lot of people that can say that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's cool. cool. One time I went 110 in a Dodge Durango. I don't know if that, uh, that's your impressive. story. Your story is <laughs> not as good as his. No, but, no um, I'd say that's more exciting. Well, how fast is the speed of sound? Is like it one, depends on temperature. One twenty, five fifty miles per five, hour ish. Five fifty ish. It depends on temperature. What do commercial airliners fly at? Not that fast. No. Why well, not that fast? Obviously, <laughs> but I, that's why I'm trying to gauge. I'm trying to see how fast, like when you're in the air versus. Could you imagine? 100, 150 miles an hour. I went. That's how that commercial airliners. Yeah, a little bit faster. It, it depends on what you mean by speed, but. Yeah, 150 miles an hour. The Concord used to, right? Yep, the Concord would do that. It's just inefficient. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 500 miles an hour. You, you just don't know it though. It's just like boring. Is it like the one where your like face is like no? That? no. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like as exciting as going. I'm telling you, from 50 to 55. It's and they tell you that beforehand, and and you see it, and you're like, yep, you're right. The more more exciting thing is the maneuvering around. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. A, in a jet, like That's the cool. like the blue, like the is it blue, Angel? yeah, blue, blue angels, blue angels, yeah. And then what's the army? So the Air Force Thunderbirds, Air Force. the Blue Angels, the Army used to have a demonstration team, but they do a free fall or a skydiving thing. Yeah, we went. We Knights. went and watched the. They had a demonstration at the Myrtle Beach Airport. The Blue Angels were there. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, the stuff that they did with an airplane is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just ridiculous to me. The one, and I mean, this wasn't even a Blue Angels guy. The Blue Angels came out last, but the one demonstration was the guy. Flew from Myrtle Beach to Charleston, which is probably about two, two and a half hours driving. And he went down, landed the plane, 
turned around, flew back, and he was there and back within like 20 minutes. <laughs> it's just like, it just blew my mind. Yeah. I'm like, as someone's going that fast, like. I can't imagine like the the maneuvers those guys do. Like how many hours do those kind of guys have in a plane? Like it's got to be crazy for, for them the, to be comfortable. The demonstration mm-hmm. team guys? I, I don't know. I've not been in that world, so I okay. don't know. They um, said at the at the um, thing, they said they had to complete the whole entire um, production. Mm-hmm. They had to complete it, I want to say, like 182 times before they're allowed to do it in front of like a crowd. Oh, that's, that doesn't seem like as many times as I'd want it to be done. That's well, a lot of times. It's, really? Because I feel like that's crazy. Because in a plane... About, that's a lot of times. I mean, Think about if somebody was like... 182 times? You have to do one workout you do it, 182 times You have to do it successfully 182 it. times. And successfully meaning like they missed a trick. Like like not necessarily like crashing the plane, but like missing a trick is not successful. Yeah, the, the key to theirs is like maintaining their formation with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so if, a if one broke a formation, you're like, you failed it. Is that kind yeah, of what yeah. I'm... Okay. Yeah, probably. That's but crazy. That's They're the, out I of mean, Pensacola. We should go down. Blue, Blue Angels. Angels? Yeah. It is neat. They do a like a homecoming show. Yeah, yeah it's kind of cool. To I see think that. they test out west. And the, the, I believe the museum down there is really cool. Out it is. It's a nice museum. Maybe out in Nevada, Area Fifty One. Yeah, that's yeah. It. That's what I thought. Or what's the one that Bob Lazar was at? Uh, oh shoot, what was that one called? Uh, Sector was, Seven? No, no. Cease, <laughs> whatever. So, um, UFOs are real. That's all we're saying. Maybe. So tell us a little bit <laughs> about aliens. About Sorry. your <laughs> so we've we've talked about your work experience and all that kind of stuff. Talked about gym, all that kind of stuff. We know a lot about the CrossFit gym and that 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 world of it. But um, let's talk about your kids. I feel oh, like yeah. that's something that that's something that you're. <clears throat> I mean, I think any father is proud of their kids. Um, like at least a good father is, and. Uh, you have you Adam's have, like I'm, no I'm well. I, well, I mean, have said that. I mean, Adam Adam has seven of them, so he's got a lot. Well, yeah, to be I feel proud like about, I so. feel like people that maybe didn't know you and listen or know you very well, and we breezed over pretty quick, and you were like, "I have seven children," and and I feel like yeah, people like, at home are like, "Hold on, seven? did he say seven? Children. He must have not said seven. Yeah, but you seven. have you have how many girls? Uh, five girls and. Two boys. Two boys, which yep. obviously That's right. that is five, correct. Five girls, and I was like, "And how many boys?" <laughs> <laughs> um, and what are the age ranges? So the oldest is twenty-seven. He'll be twenty-eight in July, the end of July. Okay. Isn't your youngest a boy too? Yep. So there, oh, so wow. five girls are sandwiched in between the two boys. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah, it I is mean, funny. <laughs> yeah, he said. He said, uh, "Yeah, real funny, Caleb." <laughs> you, you know, because guys in general, guys like solving problems. Like, yeah, that's you right. know, whenever have you ever seen the uh, YouTube video "Nail in the Head"? No. You got to look that but up. We can sometime. definitely watch Nail it today. Yeah. yeah. So, but guys generally like to solve problems. Well, the older I get and the more I have teenage girls, the less problem solving I'm interested <laughs> in doing. Because it's just like, okay. Let me know if you have any issues. If anybody wants to talk about it, but yeah. other than that, I'm done. Adam's like, let me know if I, I need to. Let me know if I need to rough anyone up. Yeah, that's been, I do <laughs> offer that. Yeah, I, yeah, I do offer to beat anybody like a man if necessary. <laughs> if you rolled up to my my like 14 or 15 year old house and you're like, I'm here to beat you up, I'd have been like, oh my god, I, I can't. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm gonna run. Um, so. Something that you just said was interesting, and I'll touch on that. As like me and Laura have been together for I don't know six years, almost seven years. When I the moment I realized that when she had an issue, me trying to solve it made it all the way yeah, worse. Yeah. yeah, and I was just like, and then the the statement of man, that sucks. 
has become like a major part of my vocabulary <laughs> because really they just, you know, it's just not, they don't want to be like, agreeance. they don't want to be like, well, you need to go in and tell Susan that you, that's unacceptable and tell. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, you just don't get it. You're a real jerk. And I'm like, oh, well, well, you know, but that makes that, a lot of sense. That is true. Yeah, that <laughs> makes a lot of sense. I still haven't figured that out yet with Rachel. Yeah. I still try to figure it out more. I, I still make the mistake. Just you'll learn over a period of years. Well, yeah. my, my issue is, is that Rachel's, Rachel's so timid and she just takes, takes it from anyone. Like she doesn't stand up for herself. So like, I know for a fact, I was like, well, I feel like I have to stand up for her whenever she doesn't stand up for herself. Yeah. So that's, that's where I try to fix things and she doesn't appreciate it. She just wishes I'd stay out of it. So also let's be honest. We talk about it all the time, but God help the person that would like insult Rachel, Gabby, or Laura in front of me, maybe. Because <laughs> once once Caleb got done with them, it'd be like my turn. <laughs> <laughs> there'd be yeah, God there'd be some problems if someone did yeah, something. God help that person because it's going to be a problem. Mabry's also, um, I would not get in a fight with Mabry. I mean, I would oh, jump no, on his no, back no, and no. try to choke him out. But but I, I think if we maybe he's a little psychotic. <laughs> yeah. So I have a good story. I'm sure Caleb's definitely heard it. But I was at a competition with him one time, and I. I walked off to go to the bathroom and I got a pretty far ahead and I saw that he was coming to go to the bathroom as well. So I hid behind a pillar and I was like, I'm going to scare Mabry. <laughs> and so I'm behind the pillar. And then as he's getting closer, I'm remembering some of the stories he's told me about getting into fights. <laughs> and like Mabry's like convinced that he has like, you know, everybody has like a fight or flight response yeah. and his is immediately to fight. Yeah. Like his, like people we run, like, you know, get back. Mabry's like, get into, like, I'm going to get in it. Yeah. So as he's walking up, I'm about to scare him. And then I immediately jump about 10 feet back from the pillar. And I'm like, I was going to scare you, but I'm not going to scare you now. <laughs> and he was like, huh, it's probably good that you did that. I was like, yeah, I was afraid that you might be, uh, you might attack me. So, um, so you have seven kids, obviously the, the oldest is a boy. Mm -hmm. So he, and he's obviously out of the house doing his own thing. Yeah. So he's, you said he's 27. 27. And then how old is your youngest? The youngest is nine. He just turned nine. Oh, on my just birthday. We have the same birthday. Oh, get out right of here. Cool. That's, That's awesome. Cool. That's what so is exciting. that? Uh, April 11th. So do you wake up on your birthday and you like wake him up and you're like, well, what'd you get me? <laughs> 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 um, so oh, I want to. So you've said multiple times to me about how which daughter, the one daughter is very athletic. Yeah. Emily. Emily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and what sports does she play? She plays basketball primarily. That's her. That's what she that's loves. That's her main thing. Um, and she plays volleyball. But she's uh, she's skilled. All the girls are really athletic. Yeah. Uh, the, the boy, boys are not. The <laughs> well, the boy's getting there. He's, uh, you know, it, the thing about it is he's got a great attitude. Like, no matter what, he's got this great attitude, and you can get through anything with a good so attitude. So, he's, that's fair. you said he's nine? Yeah, he's only yeah. nine. So, my, I wasn't athletic. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, well, or, I mean, you're still you not know what I mean? now. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, don't worry, Andrew, you'll grow yeah, into you'll, it. Yeah, you'll get there eventually. <laughs> he's like, I'm just not used to these long limbs yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so gawky. <laughs> It's like my, you know, when you're growing up and your feet are too big, it's like, you have size nine and a half. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I was, uh, but I have a, so whenever I was, I forget how old I was. I think I was in middle, no, I was in like elementary school. I was like in fifth grade. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like short and like chubby. And um, my dad, where I played football, basketball and all the different sports growing up. And my dad took me aside one day and he's just like, you will never be anything he's like you that's rough. <laughs> he's, that's like, rough. he's like i mean it 
ever. <laughs> Did he poke you in the chest? Yeah, he's like, well, he just told me, he's like, he's like, never expect to be successful in athletics at all because you, you are not a very good athlete yeah. and stuff. And then, and then I hit sixth grade. <laughs> Caleb's spike grew. And then I hit sixth grade and I grew like a foot and a half. Yeah. And, um, and I got decently athletic. I got some, Spike. got some scholarships to play like football and that kind of stuff. And like, what now? and my dad was like, "Hey, remember that day whenever I pulled you aside yeah. and you were never going to be anything?" He's like, "I was wrong." He's like, "Congratulations, <laughs> you worked hard for this." Did you so. poke him in the chest? <laughs> like, You'll but, never amount to anything, Dad. But with me saying that, as long as he like works hard at stuff and continues to work at and stuff, I mean, you never know where you end up. Yeah, yeah, and and, and for almost like ninety nine point nine percent of the population, the sports it's it's fun activity because it keeps yeah. you active. Uh, it builds, it helps you to work well with others. Yeah. There's a whole that's bunch right. of stuff that you can get out of sports. Uh, there's that, a lot of, that's there's really a lot of studies that show that kids that do sports are typically more successful or not just sports, but like a camaraderie as far as like a team type yeah. building yeah. exercise. What about band? Band's one of those things. Yeah. Marching band's one <laughs> of those. Marching let's, band, you have to have. Let's skip over that real quick. Um, <laughs> I was trying to be, I was trying say to say banjo. That's like that's one thing that I like. People ask me about like um, CrossFit and putting their kids in CrossFit, mm-hmm. which is great. They should. It's it's great for like athleticism and stuff. But it, unless it's in lieu of playing a team sport, because right. I think that is more important. Than, oh, yeah. Like they'll get if they play any sport, they'll figure it out. Like maybe they'll be they'll have a more wide range of things in CrossFit to help them grow athletically and as a person. But in terms of what it gives you. I think you can easily tell when you meet somebody, like after you know them for a little while, if they did something in a team environment versus they didn't do something in a team environment, like gymnasts, a lot of times, yeah. like people that did like an individual sport, they're just different. The mentality is not the same as somebody that's been in a team sport, which is super important. It's right. like when you go to college, you can tell who was like a, a single child or who had a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, maybe it was a single child, but he was obviously very into Right. football so that like yeah. kind of superseded the you know he didn't have anybody else but he had the football team always yeah, growing up yeah. so he's like you can tell his attitude towards even crossfit is team oriented mm-hmm. doesn't really care about much individual which i think is yeah super important because it teaches you like stupid like i'm not a parent but like teaches you, you can tell people when they get into the work environment like who can work with people oh yeah and who can't work with people and who can kind of like you know it's not spoiled but like yeah. who wants it their what way or who can who right. can who can like you know and who's willing to accept um, not so good at this and then looking for that area where they can add value. This person that's right. and, and, and team building. And that's what it's all about. And that's yeah, where it starts 100%. kind of sort of sports and yeah. other kids. So my, my parents and I can, I can tell you a hundred percent. So I have <clears throat> a two older sisters and then my, my dad had a first, my dad's in his seventies. So he has a son that's in his, I mean, fifties. So, but then there's, I have two older si- siblings. I have me and then I have, three younger siblings that were adopted by my parents. And my mom will say this 100%. So I'm asking you because you have seven kids. As it, So they were very strict on my oldest sister. Mm-hmm. But when it got down to like my younger brother, they're like, as long as you don't, yeah. you know, as long as you don't go kill yourself, you're, you know, we're pretty much good on everything. Because I remember them being super strict on like, no, you can't be out past seven o'clock mm-hmm. and I will come to your house. I'll take your bedroom door off. I'll do whatever. And my, my Kyle will walk into the house and he'll be like, sorry, I'm four and a half hours late. And they'll be like, at least you're alive. That's yeah. cool. Is that, that kind of, you know, your first kid? It happens. Yeah. yeah you yeah, just kind of get more relaxed. You get more relaxed, right, wrong, or indifferent. Yeah. It, you do get more relaxed. Right. Uh, you turn more grandparent-ish. Okay. Um, uh, and so. Just here uh, for a good time. <laughs> yeah. Kind of be, kind of. You get tired too. Bit and, you get very yeah. tired of 
you know, oh, it's got to be this way. And now if you don't do it that way, then I got to follow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a lot of work. I, that's so funny. I just talked to my parents the other day about that because they have you know younger kids because they adopted, and my parents are older, and stuff they would have easily fought me on because they were younger. Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't want to. F- I, they're like, I don't care. I don't have it. the energy to fight it. Yeah. Yeah. Like as a younger, like when they were in their thirties and forties, they would fight tooth and nail because they were young. They had the energy. They would fight. They would right. stand there in front of your door so you couldn't leave and you know whatever they needed to do. But but now they're like, mom's like. You know, I don't really care now. It doesn't seem that important. So as long as it's, you know, I don't feel like fighting. And I'm like, golly, mom, you would have, if, could you imagine if I did that? She's like, whoo, if you did that, it would have been a problem. But now yeah. it's, it's totally cool. It's all- <laughs> yeah. As the youngest child, these are facts. These are facts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, you're, the, I'm the youngest too. So yeah. how, uh, what is the difference in your age group or age uh, with your We're about brothers? three years apart each. each and I have two older brothers. So, okay. Yeah. So your older brother is. 2039. He'll be turning 30 next year. That's what I was going to yeah, say. Because yeah. you're 21. I'm 23. 23. He's 23. His, his one brother's 26, and the other one's 29. Something like that. That's, sure. That would be 3 3 and 3. Yeah. Okay. That's that what makes he sense. Said. So hmm. math, math works. Right. I think. I think. Every this time. Be certain. So we're going to have Adam back on so we can also get more questions. Does anybody have any base level questions for Adam before we move on to mustaches? Uh, I would just like to say if his, if his kids listen to this podcast, my dad's stronger than your yeah. dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was he was telling me about one of his daughters is interested in going into sports medicine or athletic training. Mm-hmm. They are more than welcome to come talk to me about it because that is my profession. That's what I do for a living. He'll I've be done the guy it. with the mustache. I've done it. I've done it in multiple different levels as professional sports, like working with working with the Atlanta Falcons. I've done it at the high school level, working with the high school, and now I'm currently in the industrial setting, working at um, a non-typical uh, traditional setting for athletic training. So if they're interested in it, they're more than welcome to come talk to me about it. Is this your oldest daughter that's interested? Oldest daughter, yeah. She's starting her senior year uh, down at Auburn. She's not going to be home for the summer, but she will come and visit Okay, because uh, she's got an apartment down there. And what's she going for right now? She, right now she's going for... Yeah, she's uh, she's her degree would be kinesiology. Okay. And then... Um, athletic training is a master degree now. Yeah. Uh, so she's oh, is to, it really? Yeah. She, so she's going to go for her master's in that? Yeah. She thinks. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Like Caleb, I'm sh- maybe you'll agree. I don't know if, I know it is for Laura. So Laura's a, a PT. She had to do her, mm-hmm. you know, it's like whatever it is, a six year doctorate, six year doctorate. But everybody, especially people that are athletic, because Caleb was in sports, which is what drives people to do like stuff with the body, I think a lot of times. And they want to get with athletes. That's right. like their first note. It's like, That's I want to work with athletes. And then Laura found out really quick that the money, in athletics is not as good as the money in outside of athletics. So where she can get, she can slide it. Like she could go do, like she'd have to do an internship with a team and then do blah, blah, blah. And then she would make, I don't know, half of what she makes outside, like working with, you know, now she works with home health and and you work in the, in the, I was, industry side of things now. Yeah, I mean, I had the opportunity to stay in professional sports with, uh, um, I've talked to an NBA um, working in like the G League, working in an NBA setting. Mm-hmm. And then I also talked to the Atlanta Falcons, wanted me back after my internship and asked Obviously, me to come why back. Obviously, wouldn't they want you back? And, yeah. and I kind of turned down because of the situation that I was in um, with getting married, mm-hmm. being young, having to support Rachel and everything like that. So took a career instead of the internship and everything like that to continue on in the, in the NFL. But you make a lot more money outside of athletics and athletic training like in the industrial setting, sure, you make a lot more money yeah. doing that than you will in the uh, 
in the athletic. Because I, I, it's funny because we met that guy that's a sport management professor today. Yeah. And when I went, got into college, <clears throat> I was really into sports. I like sports, and I was like, I'm going to go for sport management. Mm-hmm. And and that's like everybody's like that's a cool thing. And then I sat down with somebody, and they were like, "Listen, let's be honest. You're not going to make any money. Like, let's say you get a job in sport management. What would that job be?" And I'm like, "I don't." Like, what, what job do you apply for? Like, yeah. I'll take GM of the Dallas Cowboys, please. Yeah, right. Um, and he was like, what you need to do is get out of that major. And like, I talked to that guy like halfway through my college career, I just flipped and went to business because he was like, you have a better chance of business than sport management because mm-hmm. you're going to be in trouble. But everybody gets excited because they want to work with that. Because that's fun. Yeah. It is fun. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Like it's like Je- a dream job. Like Jeff Taylor from Myrtle Beach, he yeah. was... And he's a, a doctor of physical therapy like Laura. And he really wanted to be in sports. Like, he needed to do it. So he had to take like six months like basically unpaid, unpaid to go yeah. train with, so that they could train him up the way they wanted to do it and then he finally got a job with like whoever the feeder team is for the Mets and he works with like the feeder team for the Mets now as a, mm-hmm. as a physical therapist but that, yeah. you're talking that's like people a lot of people aren't willing to make that commitment because of the money side of things people like, don't take unpaid. people don't understand the um the steps it takes to get into those high level positions right and you're not getting those high level positions until you're in like at the earliest, your mid forties. Yeah. So, like, you have to suffer for a long. Right. Not, not, I shouldn't say suffer, but you have to, you have to pay it forward for a long time before you even get an opportunity to be yeah. in a position of of that that nature. Mm-hmm. So, I was gonna write down three questions to ask Adam, and they were gonna be <laughs> in any order. You can answer these. How much money do you make? What's in your retirement? And what's your social security number? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think he's gonna answer any of those. <laughs> I'll just smile. <laughs> he's like. Um, I'm not willing to answer those questions. But all right, so all right, so we're getting into. Wait, hold on a second. Oh yeah, you want to play it? So all right, okay. before before you play that, okay. Um, in honor of Adam's facial hair. Oh okay. I shaved. Yeah. I shaved down to the mustache for the podcast, and possibly longer because I love it. Rachel hates it, but Laura, it's okay. Laura might be okay with you having it at the wedding. She's not. I don't think she is. She thinks it's going to be really funny whenever I go through all summer and like have my like I'm tan, and then she's going to make me shave it the day before. And it's going to be just. I mean, can we be can, can we be a hundred percent honest? Like, how tan are you going to get? I'm not. Gonna <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm you, pretty. Like I'm, you shave it off, and it's exactly the same color. <laughs> You're like, like ah, I got you. Dang it! <laughs> I thought for sure I was going to be tan. Do you tan? Yeah, I tan pretty good. You look like you tan. I used to, but uh, you know, you lose that skin. Whatever it is, melatonin. Melatonin? Yeah. Melanin? Melanin? Right. It's yeah. not melatonin. It's melatonin mel- is what me. Melanin? It's ma- melatonin. Melan- me- melatonin. Melatonin. Oh, we'll look that up. That's, That's a fact stuff that makes you tan. Oh, also, it disappears when you get old. Yeah, when we say Adam fact check us, this is the Adam we're talking about. Yes. So we say stupid stuff sure. and then we're like, Adam, fact check. Live fact yeah. check. And he often will come back with a, with a fact check. Yeah, he does. He does come back with a fact we check. We appreciate Mostly because we're so stupid. Only when you ask. Mostly because we're so stupid and we're like... And we'll, we'll like be after be like, well, we could just look that up on Google. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Adam's got it. We got it. He's better than Google. Adam's better than Google. Okay, is it time? Yeah, sure, you can do it. It's time for. Well, I'll say it. Mm-hmm. 